This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, Come Everything Sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Okay, what's up on the show today? So a couple of things, actually. I was... I normally talk to a lot of the people that listen to the show, and someone said to me the other day, how can you fit 30 minutes of training during Ramadan? So that was the first thing I was kind of looking at and I was hoping that you know we would be able to discuss that on the show because you know some people obviously have different lifestyles different routines different work so many kind of different things but with you guys I kind of always say listen if you have questions or you want me to jump into something let me know and I'll I'll do my best so so we're going to tackle that today how can you fit 30 minutes of training a day in Ramadan, if you're fasting or not fasting, you just got a busy schedule, you're looking after the kids, homeschooling, the works. I'm going to touch on that today. Also, Granada stun Barcelona in what's turning out to be a crazy race in La Liga. But what does that mean for Messi? And how has the European Super League affected what's going to happen with Barcelona and what's going to happen with Messi? We're talking about that as well. And last but not least, social media blackout. Now, if you're wondering why probably a lot of your favorite stars uh, related to the online abuse campaign, the racism campaign, have actually stood still and said, right, we're not going to be active over the next three, four days. I think from the 30th to the 2nd, we're going to stand together and actually stand up against online bullying, racism, and all sorts of that stuff. Now, Thierry Henry started that a while ago, but Lewis Hamilton has jumped on the case as well. So we're talking about that as well on the show. I'll see you right after the break. Here's some Lewis Capaldi. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yes, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. What's up, Ray? How you doing? All good? Uh, <laughs> Hope you guys are having a blessed day. Okay, a couple of things we're going to tackle today. Now, we're going to start off with a question I got asked from uh, Ryan, actually, who sent me a, a message and said, listen, I'm struggling at the moment with Ramadan. I want to, I like your show. I like what you do. Uh, uh, what I want to know more is how people are, are, you know, are trying to fit in time. What are they doing for Ramadan? I, I have 30 minutes. He said to me, I have 30 minutes to get my training going. And I know, I've, he said, I know you've mentioned nutrition, you've mentioned training and stuff, but I don't live that kind of lifestyle. So how can you help me on your show? So, Ryan, this segment is dedicated to you. Now, when it comes down to the 30 minutes, the first thing you got to do is kind of firstly channel your brain to be able to dedicate an hour of time for 30 minutes of activity. Now, here's what I, what I mean by that. The 15 minutes prior, the 15 minutes after, just to get you in that frame of mind of what we're going to be doing for you here in Ramadan. Now, if you only have 30 minutes and you might not have the gym equipment that you need, then we're going to use body weight. That's, that's another thing. The other thing I would suggest... Go on to YouTube and check out uh, Tabata 
music. Now, what that is basically, it's an interval training set. It's a Japanese protocol basically set up where it's 20 seconds on and 10 seconds off. And that happens eight times. And that is one round. So I'll say that again 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, eight times. And that is one round. Now, how are we going to tailor this for you? Hey, you're getting your own session here on YouTube with the halftime show. We're going to tailor it for you. We're going to keep you active for that duration. Through bodyweight exercises. So, basic movements are what we want here. We don't want crazy things, especially if you haven't trained for a while. We want you to be able to feel alive. So, in the beginning, we're going to start off some basic, basic work, whether it's jogging on the spot, stepping side to side, moving if you like, dancing, hey, dance for, for all I care, but make sure you're active. The other exercise I want you to do is to be able to incorporate the major muscle groups, the legs or the back. In that sense, we'll get you moving for the 30 minutes. Now, one Tabata track is just under four minutes. So I would say if you've got the 30 minutes overall, I would say aim for five Tabatas. And in that, you've obviously got your recovery period, so that's 20 minutes. And on that part, the 10 minutes will be just to loosen up, mobilize your body, stretch, and try and feel. Good in that. Now, when you do that, it's up to you in Ramadan. Some people prefer to do it just before iftar, some people prefer to do it after iftar. That's completely up to you. But here's my thing with you try to, with the 20 seconds on, be as efficient as you can in that period. And not only that, try to count the reps you're doing in the 20 seconds and sustain that for the eight reps overall. So, for example, if I was doing jumping jacks, let's say, and walkouts. So I would measure how many jumping jacks I do. And then once I rest 10 seconds, I'll go back again and try and emulate the same number. That would be four times. The other four, I might do walkouts. So if I can aim for five to 10 walkouts within the 20 seconds, fine. What I would say is start gradual. Don't try and go all out in the beginning. Really pace yourself. So let's say realistically, if you can aim for three to five reps of walkouts, then that's the second part of your first Tabata. And there you go. Now you can play about with it. Be creative. Do it with the family. Do it with your friends. Get together. Whack on the track on YouTube. Put on the Tabata music. And then go 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, eight times. And you can do that for half an hour with different exercises. If you got, if you got tools, if you got weights, kettlebells, amazing. Use those. If not, hey, water bottles, detergent, chairs. Just make sure you're safe. And that will be your workout for the. Now, I know some people are finding it challenging. I know it's been, it's been kind of tough for a lot of people regarding, you know, trying to, I'd say, manage their energy levels. And, I, and I'm one of those people as well. So don't be scared to listen to your body and take your time. You, there is no rush. I think the most important thing is the headspace you're in. That is something just as important as the physical uh, aspect of. Training in Ramadan. So I would say mentally give yourself some space. If you want to do it with family, do it with family. If not, then just close the door, isolate yourself, and give yourself some me time, some TLC where you can actually work on your body and your mind. Ryan, that was for you. 30 minutes of work. Use the Tabata format, the Japanese protocol, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. If you have gym equipment, use that. If you don't, that's fine. No problem. Use your body weight, and we can have a bit of fun with the exercises. Hey, That's just my two cents on it. Hope, hope that helps you, Ryan. And I want to know, you can text us on 4215, Ittasalat Ordu, or slide into my DMs uh, on Instagram at Omar Duri. And let me know what's been working for you. And maybe we can share that with the listeners here. And shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live. Fahad, Louise, uh, Flo, Masoud, 
Terry, Dino, Lara, Zofia, Mustafa, AJ, Fatoum, and Izzy and Kulthum as well. Thank you very much for your, all your love and support and in the comments. And if you do miss our shows, don't worry, guys. Head over to the YouTube channel. Check out Pulse95 Radio. Halftime show is there. We've got some fantastic guests covering mental health, gut health, and physical health. I'll see you right after the break. Enjoy this. some Daniel Caesar. Peace. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves to fire that What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Thank you very much for tuning in. All right, so the first segment, we're talking about Ramadan health and fitness and how Rayan was sent me a question asking me, Omar, what can I do to try and fit 30 minutes of training in Ramadan? I want to be quick, efficient. I've got so much stuff I've got to handle and manage. It's going to be tough. So I hope you enjoyed that, Ryan. Second segment, Granada stun Barcelona. For those people that are uh, following the Spanish League or for those that aren't following the Spanish League right now, the title race is actually very, very close. And more than most seasons where you normally have two dominating teams in most leagues, I think with Manchester City cementing the Premier League, sorry, United fans, but with La Liga, everyone's attention has turned to there, especially with Real Madrid being the only club out of the three who are still competing in the Champions League semi-final. So what does that mean for Barcelona? Well, if you look at the current standings at the moment, they've all played 22 games. Atletico 22, Barca 22, but Real 21. From that, the point system, Atletico Madrid lead on 73 points. Madrid and Barca tie on 71 with Madrid a game in hand. Now, coming up to this, we've obviously spoken about Messi and what his speculation is with the club, whether he's going to stay, whether he's, not, he's going to not stay. And also Laporte's um, recruitment, obviously, of president, how that's going to affect him, how he's going to convince Messi. Will Messi take a pay cut to stay in Barcelona? Or do the fans want to see Messi step out of his comfort zone and go to a different league? And if so, who can afford him? But with that in his contract clause, he's able to leave the club at his own disposal at the end of the season. So will he execute that or not? Last year, he said that it came to him where he spoke to his son and his son was very sad and so therefore he stayed but now with Ronald Koeman as manager will he still be there at the end of the season if Barcelona don't win the league so there's so much riding on Barcelona and even having looked at their last five fixtures with two losses and three wins they've either been very very hot or very very cold whilst if you look at Real Madrid they haven't lost in the last four games if you look at Atletico they lost the last game but have had a couple of wins in between that so now looking into you know so many different things now Barcelona having lost to Granada on their last game had won two prior to that and Madrid let's say are in a good position albeit will know more once they hit the Champions League semi-final uh, this week but looking at that now with Granada losing uh, with Granada beating Barcelona and by the way shout out to Kingsley Foby as well who plays for Granada my boy uh, really happy that they, they let's say they're doing well I mean as well as they can do and especially against beating Barcelona that changes lives uh, Ronald Koeman was unhappy with the red card and he wants to know what words he's used to disrespect uh, the official Frankie De Jong said we're very sad at the moment so morale is down but Barcelona if you look at their fixtures now coming into what's going to be a, a very integral part in their history of what's going to happen with the president with the manager and more importantly with Lionel Messi they do have uh, Valencia tomorrow 11 p.m but the big one 
The big match is on the 8th of May at 6.15 against Atletico Madrid. That surely will be uh, very, very pivotal in what happens in Barcelona's season coming up. But they're also expected to have 25,000 fans in the stadium. Now, will that change? Will that change the outcome? It's a clash that go a long way to deciding where La Liga goes to this year and it could be played in front of 25,000 fans. Now Barcelona want their home game against Atletico this month to have that capacity and a quarter of the full capacity at the Nou Camp Stadium which again comes at such a perfect time because the league is hot right now. So all that is happening in La Liga but also Barca fans were quite vocal in saying they'd understand if Messi left last year now, how do you guys feel about it? Text me on 4215 do. He's still top scorer with 26 goals above Benzema by 5 and Gerard Moreno of Villarreal uh, at 20. So 6 points, six uh, goals behind that. And of course, a very familiar face with 19 goals, Luis Suarez uh, just behind them. And even looking at the assists, Messi's got 9 this season, uh, only 2 behind the top assist, Iago Aspas of Celta Vigo. So again, it does tell you that there's a lot of factors here to consider with where will Messi end up next year? Will Barcelona win the league or will they fall short? And if that happens, will Koeman lose his job and will Messi choose to go elsewhere? Right, that's that's just happened now. Coming up next, the social media blackout. If you haven't heard, some of the biggest stars in the world are standing together to go against bullying, racism, and online trolling by staying inactive on social media from the 30th to the 2nd of May. Have you guys heard about it? We're talking about that right next with Lewis Hamilton joining the team. See you in a bit, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Maduri on Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international and local. We've got a couple of comments coming in following the last segment. We were talking about Barcelona, we were talking about Messi. We were talking about La Liga and winning things. And then I have uh, Mojazinho um, <laughs> saying, do I want Kroenke out and do I think Arteta should be out as well? I think whether I want Kroenke out or not, I do want him out, but I don't think anyone can actually buy him out because he owns all of Arsenal. Whether I want uh, Arteta out, I don't think he should go now. I think he should be assessed at the end of the year. He had, he's had to get rid of so many players that he doesn't want. He's had to deal with different factors yes other people have dealt with different things and people are going to compare them to the other so-called big six in the league but the squads are very very different and you look at Jacka filling in at left back you look at you know Aubameyang getting malaria and Lacazette being off form and Martinelli for some reason not getting a start Partey can't shoot to save his life you know there's so many things in there that it's been tough for him to handle so if they, they knew what they were getting when they hired an inexperienced manager, an inexperienced coach. So stick with him. Invest in his ideas, invest in the players that he wants. Yes, you're not expecting to get the best players in the world, but a player or two to be able to get him to the level of football that you compete with the best in the league. And I think that's that's just my opinion on it. Um, am I confident against United? United obviously almost 
already through with the 6-2 win over Roma? Absolutely not. Uh, United look really good at the moment on form. They can't put a foot wrong. They seem to know how to win games ugly, but also know how to dominate teams. And so therefore, I think United are definitely in the driving seat. And also the pressure of not being in the Champions League uh, scrap to try and get in there. United are already through to the Champions League, probably going to finish second this season, whilst Arsenal are not even in the top half of the table. So therefore, it doesn't look like they're going to have any European football next year. So this is make or break. And they have to get past Villarreal first. Let's not discount that. They were very lucky in the first leg, especially with Arteta playing a false number nine, albeit Lacazette being injured and Aubameyang having uh, malaria and just recovering from that with... Martinelli on the bench which a lot of fans are saying you know that is crazy why isn't he playing him you, you, like I said you know coaches have their own ideas I'm sure they've worked on it I'm sure they had you know a game plan but unfortunately it didn't come to fruition so yeah that's what I think about the United and Arsenal Europa League campaign okay speaking about campaigns now obviously there's been a huge campaign social media blackout um, now which you know, I'd say a lot of people are backing and uh, Lewis Hamilton is one of those people. Lewis Hamilton is backing social media boycott as sports protest against online abuse and it spreads. Uh, UEFA said it would st- stay silent across its platforms starting, I think, 3 p.m. on the 30th to Monday. I think it is Monday the 2nd. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of things happening with that. We said this before when Thierry Henry actually jumped on board. We said that, you know, it'd be a good idea for you know, fans to get together. And if anything, the Europe, European Super League actually showed how powerful UEFA and FIFA are when they want to really stamp their authority on things, especially when it comes down to the financial aspect of things. So taking away the so-called ambassadors and profiles that, you know, that this, these sports athletes have might be a sign. But I'm surprised at the duration. And I wonder why. But I know there's endorsements. I know there's a lot of people behind that. But I wonder why they've done that at that specific time, especially regarding sports. When I see Thierry Henry off social media and, you know, full respect to him for doing that, for doing something that he believes in, slowly people are starting to follow suit and do things as well. And we should be supporting that all in all, you know, with with the power that fans have now more than ever, the voice that they have is huge. And so by them actually getting together and raising awareness on racism and online bullying and trolling and and you know all that stuff this is really really positive and it's showing how much power fans have how much power they're able to really hit home when it comes down to the owners who are sitting on top with a huge there's a huge gulf between the ownership and and the rest of the people so that's what i think about that but i was happy to see lewis hamilton jump on board and he said i'm fully supportive of the initiative if me also doing it helps put pressure on those platforms in order to help fight against it then i'm sure i'm happy to do so and this is another thing you know there's algorithms that there's things they're able to see they're able to take steps to help and create more of an anti-racist society or anti-bullying society that's what they've got to push towards and why aren't the, the social media platforms doing something about it? This is another thing. Restrictions, removing people quickly. I saw Ian Wright and Alan Shearer talking about all this. This is shameful. Some of the things that these people are going through because of their color, because of their religion or their culture. It's 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 awful. But anyway, that's my two cents on it. Um, what do you guys think of that? Do you, do you agree with it? Do you think it's going to last long? Is it going to make a difference? Let me know. 4215 at Salat Odu. And I'll be right back after this. Who am I playing for you? we got some sweepers and then some Daniel, Daniel Caesar. Here we go. Enjoy. This is the Halftime Show 
with Omar Adouri. On Pole 1995. 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the halftime show. Thank you very much for your comments, by the way. Keep those firing in. Dino um, and, and Marzinho as well saying some good stuff. Uh, there must be some sort of regulatory body which looks at these platforms and their messaging policies. There are, uh, the only way it can change is if it becomes law. The UK government would have got involved if the European Super League actually went ahead. That's what he's saying. So why not this? And also, uh, another question coming in. Should England follow the German 50 plus one more? That's a very good point. I see... That's that, you know, looking at it normally, and, and we've said this before, not just in this situation, but a lot of the times in in coaching or building something or even structure, the Germans are absolutely um, ahead of the system. And you've seen that even with the development programs and the grassroots and after Germany had a horrendous World Cup tournament, they went back, they reassessed the whole model of how to develop players and the uk followed that when they saw the success that the german clubs were doing to get the best out of not just the german players but players all around the world coming down to germany to be able to develop the mental aspect the emotional aspect the physical aspect the recovery the nutrition there were so many factors you see jude bellingham right now going to bruce Dortmund at 17 and getting an england call up from it so they're clearly one step ahead so should they should england follow German? I, actually i really do believe so yes i do think so and i think that it's something that you know people sometimes are reluctant to test something or sample something because they're not sure if it's going to work well for those that actually do take the risk they're normally the first to innovate the idea and the germans have been ahead for a while now and it's it's kind of been like that before when the europeans came into england to be able to kind of update and modify a lot of things that english weren't doing well so i, th- I think that's uh that's you know a, a good point safe a very very good point uh it has its flaws the schalke three years ago were were runners up and now they're relegated this is Mozinho. football is for the fans primary and money secondary absolutely but you see here's the catch 22 with that the fans are obviously the voice and the soul of the club but the owners don't have that emotional attachment that the fans do and that's why you see regardless of where they're from that's why you see the foreign owners be it american or russian or whoever come in and not be emotionally attached because covid hit them quite hard financially and economically so now they're just trying to you know make up what they lost and if it's at the expense of people especially with not having the fans in the stadium and not having the fans buy the merchandise that's been something that's cost them and i was listening to simon jordan former crystal palace chairman the other day talking about it and he wasn't saying that the european super league was a bad thing he was saying the manner of which it came out was awful because these owners had gone and done that behind the back which by the way doesn't take a month or two we're talking about a year year and a half of work prior to it coming out pre-covid in covid so there's a lot of people that kind of jumped on this and even i was speaking to big Hass about this the other day 
where I needed time to research and see what's going on. There's still things that are coming up. You know, you see Real Madrid and Barcelona saying, this ain't over yet. They're still involved. People have signed contracts to be part of this project. So whether they've come out as an apology and said, yeah, we're sorry and it's for the fans, that that doesn't mean much at the moment. Um, Mozinho says, at least... Roman cares about his own club. Kroenke doesn't. I, yeah, I agree. I think Roman Abramovich of Chelsea, the Russian owner, has absolutely revolutionized Chelsea. Um, albeit some crazy decisions to recruit managers every season, but he's done he's done what's best for Chelsea and he's not scared to do it. Uh, question related, Ramadan. According to you, what nutrients diet should we follow after fasting in order to maintain the health of the body? Wow. You know what, Masoud? I'm going to use that. Actually, I'm going to screenshot that now. I'm going to use that and put it on the segment for us on um, Monday. There you go. So I will use that question for you guys. We are reaching full time on the Halftime Show. I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I have. Um, thank you, Masoud, for the fantastic question. Make sure you send it to me in the DMs and I will have that as part of the theme. We're coming up to the Adhan of Asr, but have a blessed day and I will see you back here on Monday. Same time, same place on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm 